Hello, and welcome to the Welligant Woman Podcast, a place for women over 40 who are ready to transform midlife, reimagine what's possible, and make each new decade better than the last. I'm your host, Karen Viesta, certified health and life coach. And after going through my own midlife reinvention, I can honestly say that I now experience more energy, vitality, confidence, and joy than I ever have before. Each week, I'll be sharing information, inspiration, and strategies to help you do the same. Let's get started. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, you know that my goal in this podcast and, and in my coaching practice in general is to empower women over 40 to thrive in every aspect of their lives. And today we're diving into a topic that touches the lives of countless women in our age group. We're exploring natural ways to relieve anxiety. In our fast-paced world, it is no surprise that anxiety often finds its way into our lives. And as women who are navigating the landscape of our 40s and beyond, we're often juggling so many different roles and responsibilities, from nurturing our families and careers to maintaining our well-being. The challenges often feel quite overwhelming. Um, did you know that anxiety is one of the most common mental health concerns? In fact, research tells us that women are twice as likely as men to experience anxiety disorders. And within our age bracket, Anxiety manifests in some very unique and interesting ways due to the physical and hormonal changes that come with midlife. So today's episode is, is really all about empowering you with natural strategies to soothe and alleviate anxiety. So we'll explore you know, the obvious mindfulness techniques, um, but we'll also talk nutrition and movement and supplements um, and more. And don't worry about taking notes because I've created a cheat sheet for you. You can download it at welligantwoman.com forward slash anxiety. And I will also put a link to it in the show notes. Um, but before we dive in, I want to shed some light on an important aspect of this. It's crucial to address the significance of seeking professional help when you're dealing with severe anxiety or depression. So while the natural strategies that we're going to discuss can be incredibly beneficial for managing everyday stress and mild anxiety, they may not be sufficient for everyone, especially if your anxiety or depression is significantly impacting your daily life and your well-being. Um, if you find that your anxiety or depression is persistent, is overwhelming, or is interfering with your ability to function day to day, then it's essential to reach out to a qualified mental health practitioner. And I wanna be really clear about that. But that being said, I would like to provide you in this episode with some natural remedies and strategies for relieving anxiety. One of the key factors contributing to anxiety at this stage is the array of hormonal changes that our bodies undergo. The ebb and flow of hormones as we navigate perimenopause and menopause um, can often lead to mood swings, heightened stress responses, and sleep disturbances. So let's just say that the biological symphony that once played <laughs> very smoothly might hit a few dissonant notes at this time. Um, but it's not just our bodies that are in flux. Our lives are often marked by significant 
transitions during this time. So, you know, right now we're in empty nest season. So while it, um, sign while it signifies newfound freedom, and that can be a beautiful thing, it can also trigger feelings of loss and uncertainty when kids kind of leave and become more independent and go off to college or go off on their own. In addition, and I've spoken about this before on the podcast, the ages between the years between 45 and 55 are the years when women experience the most incidents of divorce and breakups. Um, so in terms of relationships, we are often redefining relationships at this time, and that can be very stressful and anxiety producing. Um, there are career pressures, right? Many of us are reaching the pinnacle of our professional lives, yet with success comes the relentless pursuit of perfection. And often there is an undercurrent of self-doubt. We, we place very heavy expectations on ourselves a lot of the time. And you know we begin to feel that, the weight of that at this time. There are also you know, in the intricacies of family dynamics. Some women are caring for aging parents, sometimes while raising you know, children of their own. Uh, and it's incredibly demanding. The, the desire to be everything for everyone can create a breeding ground for anxiety. Um, and let's not forget societal expectations because, and again, I've spoken about this before, the world and the media tell us that we should have it all figured out by now. We should have the stable career, the ideal family life, unflappable confidence. Um, oh, and we should never look like we're getting older. So, you know, the reality is that life is messy and not all chapters unfold as smoothly and as neatly as we'd like. And the aging process is the aging process. And as much as we might, you know, fight it or do everything in our power to manage it, there is an aspect of this that's beyond our control. And that can also feel a little bit anxiety producing. So the key is, is, you know, recognizing and understanding these root causes of anxiety. And that can be the first step towards managing them effectively, just being aware of kind of what is triggering some of our anxiety. But anxiety is more than just a mental state. It really is a complex interplay of physical sensations, emotional upheaval, and cognitive turbulence. So physically, you might notice things like, you know, your heart racing or your breath quickening. Um, you know, some people feel it as a knot in their stomach, as if your body, you know, it's as if your body is sending out a warning signal, preparing for some perceived threat. So what does anxiety feel like? Feelings of unease, generally, restlessness, dread. You know, even in situations that you know logically are safe, anxiety can make it seem like, you know, danger is kind of lurking around every corner. We have that, that feeling of just being on edge at all times. And cognitively, what this does is it has a way of hijacking all of our thoughts. So the minute we start to feel that, you know, those feelings of being on edge, usually our mind is flooded with what-if scenarios. And, you know, our brains, because this is what brains do, they sort of amplify the worst case outcomes. And it becomes this endless loop of worry. 
Um, it's exhausting, it's overwhelming, and it makes it really hard to focus on the present moment. Uh, and certainly, it makes it really hard to focus on solutions. So, so again, your heart might race, your, your palms might kind of become clammy, your thoughts might begin to spiral. These are the common experiences that many of us share. And in fact, it's estimated that nearly 30% of adults experience an anxiety disorder at some point in their lives. So this is a huge and important topic, and it's crucial to have some skills and some strategies for dealing with anxiety when it crops up. Seeking relief is not a sign of weakness. It's the same way that we care for our physical health. We need to tend to our mental and emotional health as well. And thankfully, we have some really good tools at our disposal. So I'll start with um, perhaps the most obvious. We'll start talking, you know, mind-body connection. And I will ask that you stop rolling your eyes. <laughs> and I know you're doing this because that was one of the things I would roll my eyes at. You know, like, yeah, when I'm in panic mode, the last thing I can do is focus on my, you know, focus my mind on anything but the panic. Um, and that's part of the problem, right? We let the panic override the rational part of the brain. And it sends us into that spiral. So we need in those moments to use the mind-body connection to somehow break that pattern. And one way is by using the power of focus and the power of our breath to sort of anchor ourselves in the present moment. Even just a few deep conscious breaths, counting to six or eight on the inhale, and then counting to six or eight on the exhale, kind of slows everything down, including our racing thoughts. Um, another good breathing exercise, which is actually something I, I learned in yoga, is to roll your tongue so that it looks like an O shape and take a few breaths through that um, straw, so to speak. It's called sitali breath in yoga, and it's also very effective at relieving anxiety because it it sort of calms the nervous system. So even if you just do that for a minute or two, it has a very calming effect. So there definitely are, you know, mind-body connection practices that you can do. Um, I would say meditation, except that I know from my own personal experience that that can be really hard when your mind is racing and you're in that anxious state. Uh, if that is something that you're able to do, it's certainly a great practice, but it just may not be super accessible to you if you're in the midst of you know, that, that heightened um, anxiety. So I would start with the breathing, and, and that just might be you know, kind of a, a good access point. And then if you feel after the breathing like you have the ability to sit, then by all means, you know, maybe sit in stillness, or maybe even go for a walk where you're just you know, really focused on what's in front of you, what's around you, and you're, you're able to um, you know, focus the mind on something other than your anxious thoughts. So those are, those are good you know, mind-body practices. But let's, let's talk for a minute about nutrition because this isn't often discussed with respect to anxiety relief, but I think it's highly underrated as a way to calm the body. We have all heard the expression, food is medicine. It's absolutely true. Um, are you aware, I, I was not until I started really learning about inflammation in the body, um, 
But are you aware that inflammatory foods can increase a woman's risk of depression by 49% and her risk of anxiety by 80%? I mean, that is amazing. I, I just find that astounding. So a balanced diet that is rich in whole anti-inflammatory foods along with proper hydration, and when I say that I mean you know, drinking approximately half of your body weight in ounces, can have a huge impact on anxiety. I don't know why nobody is talking about this because the research is really, um, really just amazing. And if you tend to be anxious, I would also recommend limiting or even eliminating caffeine. Um, along those lines, alcohol, although people think that it chills you out, will also exacerbate anxiety. Uh, and of course, sugar, which like caffeine is a stimulant, so it, it contributes to feelings of anxiety and, uh, and restlessness. So foods that calm the body are the anti-inflammatory foods. You want to be eating a lot of salmon, uh, eggs, berries, turmeric, yogurt, uh, almonds are great, and green tea is very anti-inflammatory. So, you know, they not only have certain compounds, nutrients, amino acids, antioxidants, a lot of stuff that affect brain function and boost serotonin levels in the brain, which we want, but they also fight inflammation and all of that contributes, you know, to, to creating a very calming effect on the body and the brain. Another strategy is movement. Regular exercise causes the body to release endorphins, those mood-boosting chemicals that can ease anxiety. Um, and keep in mind, you don't have to embark on strenuous workouts. A 20-minute walk or a yoga session can work wonders. Um, it's one of the benefits of having a regular movement practice. But even if you don't, just try to weave in moments of movement into your day during those times when you feel particularly stressed. I know that it's counterintuitive because when you feel this way, you usually feel like you don't have time for these things, but that's kind of when it's important, when it's most important to make the time. So remember, you control your calendar. It doesn't control you. And when you're having a period of time where you feel particularly anxious, you know, scheduling a 20-minute walk is super important or making it to a yoga class. You know, we just, we just have to do it. You know, we have to make that a non-negotiable um, in the name of our own well-being. I also would love for you to get out into nature. Nature is so healing and grounding. Um, you know, people say walking around barefoot on the sand or the grass or even lying down on the ground outside is an energetic practice that is believed to ground and balance our energy. And, you know, the the way that it works is that the body is actually releasing excess energy into the ground and removing some of the charge out of the body. Um, the Japanese also have a, a practice of forest bathing. There's tree hugging. I mean, no matter how or what you do, I believe just getting into nature as much as you can when you're feeling anxious really does wonders. And then there are supplements. Um, and, and, you know, those of you who follow me know that I am a believer in supplementation and there are some really um, great supplements that, that you can take, you know, in a targeted way uh, to address anxiety. 
magnesium glycinate is one that I love, uh, vitamin D3, omega fish oil, vitamin C, uh, curcumin, or which is turmeric, and of course a good broad spectrum multivitamin. You know, those are some supplements that you'll really want to consider if you're somebody who frequently finds herself in an anxious state. Uh, and again, don't worry about writing any of this down because you can find all of this on the cheat sheet uh, that accompanies this episode. So you'll notice that several of these supplements are ones that I recommend that everybody take on a daily basis. Um, I have a free training. Uh, if you visit welligantwoman.com and you go to the tab that says free resources, there is a free training on supplements where I talk about supplements that I recommend everyone take daily. A lot of those supplements you'll notice are contained in this list as well. Um, I Taking supplements when anxiety hits, almost as a spot treatment, is not as effective because what you want is to keep your levels of these vitamins and minerals consistent. When you have, you know, the right amount of these things in your body on a consistent basis, it really is much more effective. So if you find that you're often anxious, I highly recommend that you consider a supplement protocol like the ones that I recommend. Um, and I would have a conversation with your doctor about that. You know, you can run, run the list by him or her. Um, but really maintaining adequate levels of some of these vitamins and minerals and nutrients is really important for managing it and kind of heading it off even before it gains a lot of traction. Uh, I don't think we can minimize the importance of connection and conversation. Of course, you want to be aware of your audience and make sure to share with a trusted friend or a counselor or a confidant, but don't discount the importance of getting things out as opposed to stuffing them down and bottling them up. A support network is extremely important during these times. And the irony is that at these times, we often want to withdraw and isolate ourselves, but we really need to resist that urge and try to connect with others, even if it's in very small doses. Um, in fact, I, I sometimes feel like small doses is best, but really be mindful that you want to avoid isolation because when we're alone with our thoughts, we tend to feed the negative ones and all that does is grow our anxiety. Sometimes when you're speaking them, when you're speaking things out loud, you kind of realize the silliness of some of our worries. So, you know, there is a clarity that I think we get from speaking things out loud that we don't always necessarily see when the thoughts are just spinning inside our own mind. And then finally, um, creative pursuits, you know, music and painting and even cooking. Um, there's, there's, this is a funny story, but when I was going through my divorce, I, cooking became a great way for me to kind of focus my mind and keep myself busy. And of course, I could never eat as much food as, as I was making, so I would bring it to my friends. Um, and, and my friends, you know, at, at a certain point, they were just kind of like, Karen, we're, we're so sorry that you're going through a rough time, but man, we have never eaten better. <laughs> like, I was just bringing them food all the time. But that focus on something outside of myself was so helpful because otherwise I was just spinning in my own you know, anxious thoughts. 
so when we can focus on some creative pursuit, it kind of allows the anxiety to pass or at least diminish a little bit. So these natural strategies are tools that you can use to craft your own anxiety toolkit, so to speak. Um, try them, tailor them to your needs, see what works for you and what doesn't. You know, there is a lot of trial and error as we figure out what our mind and body respond best to. And be patient with yourself because this is all part of your wellness journey and it will lead you to learn more about your body so that you can give yourself what you need to thrive mentally, physically, and emotionally. Um, I hope this serves you and I'm going to ask that you please forward this episode on to someone you know who may need these tools and this type of support and guidance right now. I really feel that there are so many women out there, um, particularly women in midlife who are struggling with anxiety and some of these solutions, remedies um, are very simple but can make a big difference, especially when we kind of commit to practicing them. So if you would forward this to her, um, I hope that, that I can help you and anybody else who might need help with anxiety. I hope you have a wonderful, well-again week, my friends. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Welligant Woman podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love it if you would leave a five-star review and share it with others. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode.